Hello, and welcome to the History Voyager. My name is Benjamin Kitchings. As always, there are a zillion podcasts out there. Thank you very, very much for listening to mine. I am a bit of an odd duck. I'm rather unusual. When the mold was made, it was broken when it came to me. I knew this about a whole host of things. For one, I am a southerner who loves hockey. For another, I love Shakespeare. For another, I am basically agnostic as to whether or not UFOs actually exist or not. What does that mean? I have no opinion one way or the other. I've seen compelling arguments both for and against the existence of extraterrestrial life or UFOs. I found that out over the course of the last four days. I put a thing on Reddit saying I wanted to talk to somebody who'd seen a UFO. The reason why is, I don't know if you know this, but Congress has recently declassified some video footage of what they say is a UFO. Meaning exactly, they have declassified footage of an unidentified flying object. Whether or not it is terrestrial or extraterrestrial, anybody can really say. Now, what I found out is, believe it or not, there are a lot of people that have very, very definite opinions about whether or not extraterrestrial UFOs actually exist or not. I am not one of these people. Honestly, I'll give you one reason why I think they might exist. There's something called the Goldilocks Zone, which is something that scientists say a planet has to be in in relation to its sun in order to have life. There are a lot of planets in Goldilocks Zones in the universe, number one. Number two, if you go by the age of some of these stars, it's entirely possible that more than a few of these planets have the necessary political and technological systems in place to engage in some form of interstellar travel. That is almost a mathematical certainty. Where I'm sort of on the side of, I don't know if this is real, is, okay, our society can't keep a secret. We can't really keep secrets. Um, Believe it or not, Area 51 at one time was a secret, officially. And so many people basically knew about Area 51 that the government had to come out with it. They had to say, this is a thing. Our, you know, our society just seems to be almost allergic to secrets. So, I, you know, that's, that's one thing. If, if, you know, extraterrestrials existed, I think we'd know about it. Number one, I think it would be around, number one. Number two, 
we're carrying in our pockets, you know, pretty decent cameras these days, pretty decent video cameras, pretty decent uh, still cameras. And I'm somebody, as I've said on previous shows of mine, that I've seen footage from 9-11 that, that few people saw um, since. Because, you know, the, the media or the government or somebody decided it was too uh, shocking and disturbing to see. But I saw it. If people can stop and turn around and film a plane crashing into a building while they're leaving the crash site, the soon-to-be crash site. Surely they can stop and turn around and film a flying saucer. And we just haven't seen those. And we live now in the day and age of TikTok and Twitter and Facebook and Reddit videos and not to mention email and just man just sharing things. Surely we, we would have seen that by now. I honestly think that's sort of a case of, well, they don't exist, because if they existed, we would have seen it by now. And also, I think being how recent we are with all this videography, I think it would be so common to us that we would just record it and just share it the way we do... Um, car crashes or just anything. So what I want to do here is first of all say I'm literally not somebody who wears a tinfoil hat and says, well, this is real and this is a conspiracy. But the other thing is I, I want to talk about it because I see my podcast as something, sort of this avenue is of a way to talk to people about the world around them. And this is most certainly a thing that happens in this world. Um, there have been numerous television shows and movies and books and God knows what else conceived and produced and, and put forward to the public about UFOs. At one point, Life on Mars was so thought to be such a de deal by so many people that there was actually a contest put forward to prove that life was on another planet other than Earth and Mars. And the reason they said other than Earth and Mars was because they thought Mars surely had life on it. So I think that this has captivated human imagination for a long time. And as irresponsible as it is to come down and say, well, extraterrestrials categorically exist, and, you know, this and that. I think it's also irresponsible to not talk about it as a phenomenon that a lot of people think about, especially because I consider my podcast more of an oral history, uh, cleverly disguised as a podcast, than an actual podcast. And that being said... My guest for this episode is a fellow named Dan Mainwaring. Dan Mainwaring runs a podcast called Fascinating Places, Fascinating People. It's in the top 0.5% of podcasts in the world. 
He is an independent podcaster, such as myself. And I think what he did here was very brave. And I want to say that right now. I want to say that a lot of people, honestly, think UFOs categorically do not exist. And as somebody who was studying the fringes of history, the very, very fringes of history for years, I can tell you that it, it's very, very presumptuous of somebody to say that something categorically didn't exist, especially if there's, we live in a day and age where evidence has come out often, um, practically by the day. For example, we now know that certain Vikings, not the Vikings, not capital T, capital V, the Vikings, TM, got as far inland as they got, but some Vikings got as far west as Minnesota, if not further. And we know this from plants that they were eating that migrated essentially across a walking route. We also know uh, various things about where the Silk Road or Silk Roads might or might not have gotten because of certain uh, silk and certain pottery things that is significantly further than some other people, you know, a couple of decades ago. Um, Believed And indeed, this podcast w began um, because of a dramatic historical reappraisal of the Spanish flu, which was undertaken in the wake of a book written by Alfred Crosby, which came out in 2000. Okay, folks. So with all that said... I want you to listen to this with an open mind. And I also want you to understand and realize that I have no dogma. I have no dog in the fight when it comes to the subject of UFOs. It's just something I'm genuinely curious about. And like I always say, I'm having a good day and I hope you are too. Bye-bye. Hello, my name is Benjamin Kitchings of the History Voyager we are going to have an interesting talk. I'm sitting here with Dan Mainwaring, um, virtually, and we're going to talk about something really cool. Why, why don't you uh, get it kicked off? Yeah, sure. So um, we're going to talk about a UFO um, experience that I saw. And <clears throat> this was a while ago. It was 1996 in Italy, school trip, seniors in high school. On uh, the Bay of Naples, which overlooks the Mediterranean, down in the south of Italy. And I was in a room with a couple of roommates, high school kids. And every evening, we sat out on the balcony because there was just a beautiful view of the ocean as the sun set. <clears throat> and you had the clear sky with all the stars and so forth. And we, we got into the habit of talking to you. There were some German tourists on the next balcony along and one particular night we were sitting there all of a sudden 
out in the ocean, probably a hundred feet above the sea, we saw this red and white flashing light. So first thought is it's an airplane coming in. Um, things started to get closer and closer and all of a sudden it came to a standstill when it was maybe 500 yards out at sea and so we thought okay we'll stop moving so it must be helicopter and that part of Italy they get a lot of drugs coming up from Colombia through Africa through Naples which is kind of the heart of a mafia area in Italy so we thought okay it must be a police helicopter probably trying to intercept some drug traffickers. So this is kind of exciting. So we decided to go up onto the hotel roof where you had a better view versus the balcony, which was looking at it sideways. We got up onto the roof, which we weren't supposed to go there, but there are a few hotel workers up there just having a cigarette. And there were some other kids from a high school <clears throat> and everybody was looking at this thing and discussing, Oh yeah. Do you think it's uh, you know, police rage, you know, kind of anticipating more police boats pulling up and so forth. Suddenly, this light changed from red to green and expanded dramatically, almost as if, if you can imagine a police car in the dark and you see the blue and white lights flashing, if suddenly the whole car itself became luminous green, it was kind of like that, this, suddenly this bright green thing in the sky. So, Gull, who was with us, straight away, was like, oh my god, it's, an, it's a UFO, it's a UFO. I was trying to be more rational, so I was like, you know what, if it's the police, it's probably just a big spotlight, and they're mm. scouring the area, looking for it. So we were kind of debating that. She was convinced it's UFO, went downstairs to get more witnesses to come up. Mm. All of a sudden, this thing disappeared and reappeared about 400 meters to its right, just horizontally. We didn't see it move. It was almost like the light disappeared and suddenly reappeared hundreds of meters away. So then... Okay, okay mm -hmm. hold on just a minute. Just not to interrupt, but I'm yes. going to interrupt. Um, now, you, were fo you had your eyes focused on that point the entire time. Did you look away at all or...? No, we were literally... Okay standing at the edge of the roof, just watching this thing as a group. So okay. the hotel workers and us, and we were expecting some action on the sea, you know, like a police boat to come flying along and catch some drug submarine or something. And then okay. it just moved. Okay. Okay. So you, the whole, this whole time, not to put words in your mouth, but I'm going to put words in your I'm going to recapsule, re-encapsule this in my own words, basically. This entire time, you kept expecting it to be normal right up to this point. Correct. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, please continue. Yeah. Sorry. <clears throat> okay. So when that happened, suddenly <clears throat> I agreed, okay, this isn't normal. But still. Okay. When what happened? I'm sorry. When, when it moved, when it seemed to disappear and reappear. Okay. I thought, okay, that's gotcha. not normal. But I still was trying to rationalize it. I think partly because I don't want to seem, I don't want to feel stupid if suddenly there was a legitimate explanation. And so I started thinking, well, wait a minute. There are U.S. military bases in southern Italy. 
maybe it's like a stealth plane or something and maybe it just moved so fast we didn't see it, you know, and that could explain the speed of it. Although I don't know how you would explain the fact that then it just stopped and was hovering again, stationary. But I was kind of running through ideas like that. Which Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Um, you haven't yet brought up, and I don't know, but like I said um, to somebody, I lived across a narrow alleyway from a helicopter pad mm-hmm. on a hospital. Now, this helicopter would wake me up every morning at 5 o'clock, whether I wanted to be awake or not. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, did you hear anything? Did you maybe hear something coming from this light or not? No, that was one of the strange things. It was completely okay. silent. I mean, you could hear the waves lapping on the shore. You could hear distant traffic in the city. Mm. But from this thing, there wasn't any kind of sound, no propellers, no engine, nothing at all, just the light. Um, okay. Anyway, so at that point, the girl who'd pretty much been convinced it was a UFO from the get-go came back with a bunch of other kids. And at this point, we started trying to talk to the Italian waiters and cleaning ladies on the roof. Um, they didn't really speak good English, but everyone was just kind of looking alarmed. Well, then it moved again, this time vertically. Same as before, it seemed to just disappear and suddenly reappear couple of hundred yards up in the air above where it was so at this point essentially it done like an l shape in its total movements it stayed there and at this time there was probably 15 people watching this and we kind of looked over the balcony i mean over the roof the german people were down below and they were watching this too like you know what the heck and then suddenly It moved again, but this time when it moved, it wasn't rapid. It was actually pretty slow, but it just went up and up and up. And it was a clear night. So, I mean, you could see a lot of stars there because it's just looking over the oceans. There's no city lights or anything in that direction. And this Mm -hmm. thing just went up and up and up and up and up until literally it went up into space. I mean, you just saw it get smaller and smaller and smaller until it was lost within the stars. So at that point, it's like, well, I mean, a helicopter can't do that. An airplane isn't going to just make those kind of movements. So, I mean, it's like a UFO in a truer sense that it's Mm. an unidentified. It's like at that point in your head, that's like a true unidentified flying object. Okay. Okay. At any point in this... I should ask, was there a point where during this where you thought this could be, um, I don't want to say UFO like like a uh, like from outer space, but but like certainly a, not a flying object you're you're familiar with. Yeah, I mean, after that first movement when it moved sideways and just kind of reappeared, I was kind of fifty fifty at that point trying to trying to rationalize, well, maybe somehow it's some kind of aircraft. But when it did the second movement going up, <clears throat> at that point, I'm like, right, I have no idea what this is. So either this is some kind of top secret craft object that I don't know anything about and nobody else knows anything about, or it's something otherworldly. But it's definitely not 
something conventional. And I mean, this was now, this was 25 years ago. And even now I'm like, there isn't anything that I'm aware of that would explain the visual appearance and the movement of this thing that basically one minute's just kind of hovering over the ocean. Next minute it's disappeared into space. How were the other people uh, reacting to this? <clears throat> well, I remember one of the hotel staff, she was a waitress, this elderly kind of lady. She seemed really freaked out. Um, and she was mumbling and she started making the sign of the cross. Um, okay. the, the girls that we were with, they went back downside because they started freaking out. You know, I guess they were worried we might get abducted or something, you know, um, if it was aliens. Um Myself and my friends, we were just kind of really, um, it was kind of alarming because neither one of us really believed in anything like that. So, okay. we, so we're all kind of shaken in the sense of, wait a minute, how could something that's not real suddenly appear to be real? So we were okay. more kind of troubled, I guess, because it didn't fit in with our, with our worldview. Yeah. How would you, okay, would you say you believe in UFOs today or? I'd say that. I don't want to say, I don't want to say like believe in because that to me, that's like, do I believe in Jesus? But would you believe that there, could you see your way to saying it's possible for some, something like that? I would say that I'm open-minded. I mean, I've talked to, um. I've talked to some astronauts who okay. they never saw anything themselves like that, but just based on their knowledge of space travel, they believe that it's probable there is some life elsewhere as to whether it could actually get here. They're not so sure about that. But I've also spoken with um, a quantum physicist who granted that's a part of science that's kind of on the fringes. But she had some pretty interesting theories about travel from distant places. So kind of putting together those two things from people who are pretty well educated in that arena, then, yeah, I think that it's possible. But I'm also open to the possibility. I mean, if we're going to go down that that rabbit hole, I mean, who's to say it couldn't be something else that we don't know, like, I don't know, some weird lightning phenomena or some weird creature of Earth that we don't even know about. You know what I mean? It kind of opens up the door to all kinds of strange things once once you start considering what seems impossible. I mean, you know, like I said in Reddit, because that's how we air quotes met, right, Right. on Reddit. Um, I'm agnostic. To, to this stuff I, I, I'm not I'm of the mind that is it possible yeah okay there's lots of things that are possible you know right but, I mean like unicorns or anything right uh, well I don't know about unicorns okay <laughs> like you might have seen this earlier on Reddit um, today. Somebody said, I don't know if they were joking, but they said, why don't you talk to somebody about Bigfoot? 
Okay, I, I don't believe that Bigfoot is around in modern society. Right, I, I agree. I, I don't think that's that's true at all. Could there be some upright great ape that existed in China or Tibet a bunch of years ago? Absolutely, because we have skeletons for that. But I don't think, you know, Bigfoot's a thing. I'm sorry, I just don't. Right, yeah. I mean, and I would agree with you on that. I think, though, that one of the things that makes the UFO thing tricky is that Bigfoot, there's been a lot of these cases where these people claim they have proof and then it turns out to be wool or something from a sheep when it's supposed to be Bigfoot here. Whereas the UFO thing, as we've seen with the government now, there are some things that even they're saying, we don't know what it is. But there's so many fake stories and so many ridiculous stories that have been debunked and people drag them out and i think he kind of discredits the ones that actually are mysterious regardless of what they are but people get turned off because there are so many ones it's like we already know the explanation for that we already know that was fake you know what i mean but there are some that are just strange people will literally jump on people on reddit for saying some or on reddit and twitter or even Facebook for saying things that like, if you said that in public, you're 20 years ago, right? Nobody would have, I mean, they would have said whatever, but they wouldn't have like started an argument with you about it. Mm -hmm. So totally. I mean, but the one thing about UFOs that I questioned now, now that we have like phones in our pockets with great video cameras is why aren't there just a ton of videos about ufos honestly like right that's my one question mm-hmm. or one of my questions there's other questions but that's the one that i really go back to is you know if, if i can log on to to twitter and look at police brutality why can't i you know i would think the government would would want to censor that but maybe not censor the ufo thing but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think that, I mean, there are a lot of videos out there, but most of them aren't very good. But, I mean, like in, in our instance in this one, we don't have cell phones at this time. If we had had, I don't know that in that moment it would have looked spectacular for a cell phone to be convincing. But, yeah, to your point, I don't really... I don't buy this whole thing of when people start trying to involve government conspiracies and all this kind of stuff, because I just, yeah. I just don't think it'd be practical to come pull that off. You'd need so many people involved. I mean, you look at nuclear weapons. I mean, that was top secret. The Russians found out about it before we even finished building it. I mean, I did, so I don't buy the whole government conspiracy thing. I mean, yeah, I mean, my my attitude is like if if there were a conspiracy you know like i've heard people say well hey man aliens are walking among us because okay and nobody's supposed to know that well if if that was true first of all what's an okay what's the what was the fun, there was a a piece of technology there was like a like a consumer technology. I don't remember what, even what it was, but they kept denying that it was true, Mm -hmm. that it was real, but people kept showing it. 
here's a here's a photo of it. Here's a photo of somebody using this phone. And here you are denying this phone's real. Right. You know. I mean, I get it. Like, I don't know. This is strange. I mean, so how have you thought of, how have you, how has this uh, affected your outlook on stuff? So at that time, for a while, I became kind of obsessed with this. I'm like, wait a minute. I need to figure out what's going on here. And I spent an awful lot of time reading up on, I kind of went down that rabbit hole a little bit trying to find out. And then you know how it is. Once you open that door, you get overwhelmed with all this stuff. And then little by little, I figure out most of this is just nonsense. Um, and so I, I kind of just like left it as a mystery until um, a couple of years ago, um, somehow or another, somebody brought up an instant they'd had. And then after that, I started looking into it a bit again. I actually did a podcast on it myself <clears throat> where I talked to some different people. And that was interesting too, in the sense that there was one guy I spoke to for that who's skeptical, which I like because, as I say, most of these things are easily explained. But the funny thing about him was that I came to realize that he's also a climate denier. Um, he's a, he pretty much doesn't believe anything. So it was interesting to find out that on the skeptical side of things, there are some people that are so entrenched as skeptics that even if a UFO took them to another planet and brought them back, somehow they'd still insist it wasn't true. So that was kind of interesting to me to realize that there are people like that as well as the people who believe everything. But I would say it right now, I have an interest in it, but I don't think it's common enough or um, accessible enough for me to spend a great deal of time on. But I do keep an eye out on the news if I hear something and it seems credible, like the Tic Tacs, for example. Um, then I'll pay a bit more attention to that. But I honestly imagine it's probably something that's always going to be a mystery to me in my lifetime, honestly. I mean, to me, like, you have to be... Um... You have to be discerning. Right? Like, right. the thing that listening to your story, it's like there's details there. And the fact that it's 20 something years later and you're remembering details and things like that, that's, that's good. You know, that to mm -hmm. me, like, that's, that's good because. I've never seen a UFO, but I've seen other stuff that's completely crazy. That is, that uh, you know, not crazy like weird, but crazy like that's just really messed up. Right. And there's stuff that there's stuff I've seen decades ago that I'm never gonna forget. And I could I could literally right now sit here and give you a blow by blow account of what happened. Right. You know, so right. because it shocks you and has an impact on you. So it's kind of, like you, you yeah. just remember it's like I'd never seen anything like that before or since. And I didn't even know that was a thing. So, wow. <laughs> right. Exactly. And that, that's yeah. like how this is for me. It's kind of ingrained in my brain because it was kind of shocking and surprising. 
Yeah. How? So when you first saw it, was there like, how shocking would you say it was? Um, I mean, well, like I say, when I first saw it, I just convinced myself that it's all these various other things. But the point when it suddenly <clears throat> it was bright green and shot up like that, and I realized it, um, it, it kind of gave me a fright, you know, because suddenly then it was like, whoa, like you kind of get in a little bit of a panic. But then I'm looking around because there's other people there. So you're partly looking for reassurance that everybody else saw that. But also, <laughs> it sounds kind of stupid, but because there was a whole bunch of group of people there, unlike one of my friends who freaked out and ran off, I didn't feel afraid of harm because I guess I just thought, you know, when you hear these kind of things, they always just nab one sort of lonely soul. They're not going to come down and nab a whole crowd of people. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, but it was it was kind of disturbing. And then I did have, you know, trying to sleep after that for a while in the middle of the night and wake up, start recounting that thinking, wait a minute, imagine if something like that popped up now and I'm by myself and you know, what, what could transpire? I mean, it was, it was, I mean, it was frightening in that sense for some time after that. Would you say you had uh, vivid dreams or, um, um, it wasn't, so much, it wasn't so much I had vivid dreams. It was just that I had a real hard time sleeping and I kept waking up every night about three o'clock in the morning. And then my mind would start, you know, running through all these kind of crazy thoughts and things. So I didn't really have a lot of like, you know, dreams about it, but it was just more like it, it kind of caused anxiety. So that disrupted my sleep. All right. Um, anxiety, how? You just, I mean, you start imagining crazy things like, well, imagine if it was aliens and now, you know, because they saw us, you know, maybe now they'll come and, you know, kidnap me or something or, you know, do crazy experiments for me or something like that. Or, um, you know, maybe there are some men in blackout there who come and, arrest us and make us disappear because we saw this secret thing you know you your mind starts going towards i find that in the middle of the night when you wake up your mind will start entertaining ideas that during daytime you would think are ridiculous and crazy things from movies and tv shows and cliches but when it's dark in the middle of the night you start thinking about it sometimes these things suddenly seem much more viable and then you wake up and then you're like man i can't believe that i was worrying about that at three o'clock in the morning do you do you still have times like this or or not so much? <clears throat> um, I mean sometimes, yeah, occasionally. Yeah. But I mean, for like I would say for probably a year after that, it was it was quite disturbing. And like I said, we started trying to look into this stuff ourselves, trying to figure out if it was real, if what it could be. Look, look into it how? Like look into it in what way? I mean, started doing research, obviously, you know, like going on the internet, reading about other stories, even just like, okay. you know, we'd get groups of people together, try and sort of hang out in remote fields and see if we saw anything. And we never did. Um, you know, we probably spent hours and hours and hours yeah. out remote places that supposedly were known as UFO spots. We never saw anything like that ever again. But, um, you know, okay. 
just like reading stuff online, you know, all these crazy people like Bob Lazar and stuff like that. And then realizing that that's probably a bunch of nonsense, you know? Okay. So you, you bring up an interesting point. Um, where do you, where do you draw the line between, Oh, this, this guy is a nut to what you experienced. I know it's funny. You're going to ask me that, and I thought you might, but I was thinking about this early. And even though it's completely irrational, somehow, <laughs> I think because there are so many documented cases that have been satisfactorily explained, that honestly, my first thing whenever I hear anyone else tell a story is I think it's probably a bunch of crap. I mean, I realized that I have my own story, that other people will think that of me. But I'm just, I think I'm naturally skeptical. And, you know, a few times when I have spoken to other people, to me, it's like, I don't know, I I guess I have limitations. In my mind, I can sort of believe up to what I've seen. So I can believe you see strange objects in the sky, strange lights in the sky. When people start telling me they actually met an alien, because I haven't even had anything like that to me it still seems ridiculous even though theoretically you would think those two things uh-huh. would go hand in hand you know so you, okay just, so you, let me just sort of encapsulate so you believe in you believe that to some extent or other ufos are are possible or whatever but abductions and things like that maybe not yeah honestly not. yeah i i don't and i mean i I just, um, I realized that's contradictory because if there is a UFO, obviously somebody's got to be flying it, right? But I just can't wrap my head around some little green aliens popping out and kidnapping somebody. I just, I just, yeah, I just don't believe that, honestly. I'm curious. Let me, I'm curious. Have you ever seen, um, Obviously, I don't know how old you are. I would imagine we're about the same age, but uh, I don't know how old you are. Have you seen any, but after that, had you mm-hmm. seen any like uh, like signs or uh, what's another one? Um, you know, like movies with aliens right. in them. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So you have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, can, what do you, can you name... A couple or yeah i mean you know stuff like signs and war of the worlds and okay. um you know close encounters. war of the world war of the worlds doesn't really count because there's a huge pothole in war, war of the worlds uh but like signs for example right just when you watch signs is there a part of you that just says ah that's not how that would be or if yeah the, i mean i like the movie I think it's entertaining, but I look at it in the same way I look at Star Wars. You know, I'm like, yeah, it's entertaining. It's like fantasy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just because you like Star Wars doesn't mean you think that's going to happen tomorrow or whatever. Right. Exactly. Uh, Yeah. I'm just asking because I'm I'm just wondering if like maybe there's something, maybe your subconscious kind of hit that maybe you didn't even really catch. Like in your conscious mind with that, you know, I'm, I don't know. Right. You mean some sort of little flashback or something if I watch that kind of stuff? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, 
I'm not saying that you're Robert Grades that you're Robert Graysmith over here with the the guy with the that was all about the the Zodiac killing. But, right. <laughs> but you, you know. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I've watched some, you know, some of these shows like um, there's that one now about the Skinwalker Ranch. I don't know if you've seen that show. Okay, what's that? I think I've heard of it. What's it? What is that? So it's on, uh, I think it's on the History Channel Discovery. But anyway, this basically there was this this guy called Robert Bigelow who was kind of like a UFO hunter, and he okay. had this ranch out in Utah where supposedly there was sort of strange UFO phenomena and supernatural phenomena, and he also worked with the government on aerospace engineering and space stuff. So I mean, he was a legitimate businessman aerospace engineer but he was also kind of a researcher well anyway he eventually sold this ranch and now there's a tv show the current owner brought in some former nasa guy and some other scientists to to do all this research on it try and establish you know the phenomena and if it's real um watching that show is interesting to me because there are certain things in it that are peculiar and odd. And I think, yeah, that looks credible, but like most of those kind of shows, 99% of it is just trying to create false drama before the commercial break and stuff. You know what I mean? Or, or they'll just, they'll elaborate on something that didn't happen. Like they'll see something strange in the sky and then, every time they repeat the story of it, they'll add extra bits and extra bits. You're like, wait a minute, that actually isn't the story now because I saw it 10 minutes ago on the show. But there are some things on it that are peculiar. But I would I would much prefer if they would just kind of stick to the absolute basic facts instead of all the drama and reaction shots and stuff like that, you know? So the Skinwalker, I'm, I've never heard of that show. Skinwalker Ranch, is that what you called it? Yeah. Um. Tell me, just if you want to, just generally or specifically, what what are the, some of the things that you're kind of um, you kind of think are are more accurate? Well, I mean, on that show, right? I mean, they have had mm-hmm. quite a few sightings of what look like flying saucers or dark objects in the sky moving. Mm-hmm. Oddly, some of them, like the ones I saw, they suddenly okay. seem to go from here to there with no apparent movement. So to me, I'm like, you know, I can relate to that because that's that's kind of similar, you know. Um, so I think that aspect of it is interesting. But then, you know, they throw in all this other crap where a cow dies and they try to pass it off as alien mutilation or something when clearly it's just an old cow that died. You know what I mean? But... Um, well, there is a, there is kind of a famous, I don't know, famous, infamous, whatever. There is kind of a, uh, a famous or infamous UFO sighting story that had something to do with a bunch of cows dying. Yeah, I mean, there's been a few, and I mean, they sound pretty interesting, but I'm still, my yeah. thing, I, I'm just like, if that and I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying I believe it or don't, but I'm right. saying maybe the show kind of, oh, look, a cow died. So maybe they're trying to draw the line. Hey, cow sees UFO, cow dies. Just saying. Right. And 
And that's, right, and that's the thing they do. They, they try to draw in all this other stuff too. I mean, almost like poltergeists yeah. and yeah. everything. But then it's like if you're just going like, to open up the door that much, then, you know, there's a, you're going to have plenty of footage just every time, you know, the wind blows funnily or something like that. But the key, key stuff they've had on it, you know, the visuals of objects is is pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Are you obviously you have friends now, you're you're I don't know if you're married or not, but have you told other people this story? Um, you know, at the time when it first happened I did, a lot of people. And then I kinda realized that people don't believe you. So I really don't commonly share it now. And frankly, even when I was talking to other researchers and stuff, I didn't even bring it up, to be honest, because... Um, you, you, you were saying you, you talked to researchers. how Astronauts and astrophysicists, how did you meet those people? Um, I mean, like, on my own podcast, I'd because I was doing a series on space, so I reached oh. out to some astronauts and a, and, um, a scientist from the Smithsonian in Washington working on that and then through that then there was a professor over at um penn state who was doing ufo research and he actually had a tv show on showtime about it so i got in touch with him and then i just started trying to track down other people um like there's a gentleman in sweden he's a he's actually a pretty well regarded journalist but he's also a researcher um, so I spoke to these people and like I say, I didn't tell them my story. I just kind of more wanted to hear their stories or what they had found, you know? Yeah. It's interesting that when I, so today is Wednesday. So on Sunday, I wanted to talk, I put this on Reddit. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that in the two, so Monday, Tuesday, and then today, I've had overwhelmingly people say, oh, no, the, why would you waste your time with these people? But I've also on Reddit, well, of course, obviously, this is real. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> obviously. Yeah, this so. this. There seems to be kind of two camps, pretty much, you know. People that believe it all, people that just think it's all made up, you know. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm kind of realizing that I'm, you know, two plus days into it or whatever, and it's you, it's really hard to meet somebody like me who I honestly don't know what I think. Right. You know. Yeah. I. I mean. I guess I think this. I get if there's a lot of planets in what they call the Goldilocks zone around all these stars, the chances are pretty chances are pretty good that some other planet has life on it that has an internal combustion engine or whatever else they need, right? Mm-hmm. That's pretty obvious to me. And okay, are there beings from other worlds worlds on this planet 
I don't know. And the reason I say that is because, so when you study history, there's stuff you can read in history books that you look at and, oh, well, that's not real. Like, that didn't happen. Like, uh, and then 20 years later, research comes along and, no, it totally did. That right. absolutely happened about stuff, about um, what's one. Like, there's a plant that got from, like, it grows in Minnesota and it grows somewhere else, but it's like it followed the Vikings in right. North America. Who apparently got as far as Minnesota, uh, maybe farther. But so I mean, I'm I'm not dogmatic either way. Yeah, you know, right, exactly. And that's the thing too, because as far as the whole skeptic community goes, I mean, there was a point in time where most people thought Earth was flat, you know, and that was just commonly accepted. So yeah, yeah. I mean, you can you can learn new stuff definitely. I mean, so tell me about your podcast. It's, it's interesting to me that you got astrophysicists and like that on there. That's mm -hmm. interesting. How, how did you come up with the idea to do this podcast? Um, so on my podcast, it's called <clears throat> Fascinating People, Fascinating Places. And pretty much my intent on it was, I mean, previously I'd done other kind of media work in England, you know, like entertainment interviews things like that you know um mm. but i want to do a podcast just about anything that i was interested in literally and so you know i was interested in space as in you know space shuttles nasa that kind of stuff and then i just thought hey you know the whole ufo thing something that you know i had this experience with years ago too so those were you know two of the random topics that i decided to explore alongside other random stuff like the Roman Emperor Caligula or British transportation of prisoners to Australia, things like that. So it's really, honestly, anything that I have an interest in, albeit vaguely, or that I want to learn about more is pretty much what I aim to put on there so I can kind of learn more stuff about it and try to talk to people who know, you know. So what's the name of your podcast again? It's called Fascinating People, Fascinating Places. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Um, that's cool. Um, how long have you been, ha how long have you had it? Um, for about a year right now. Mm. Yeah. What do you love about being a podcaster? Um, well, I like, I like learning stuff. You know, I mean, so I like to research things and learn new things or learn more about things. So that's really what I like about it. And um, and then also, you know, if you interact with other people, meet different people through doing it as guests, you know, obviously that's fun as well. The worst part of it is editing. <laughs> I hate editing. Oh, yeah. But, oh, I'm with you there. But, oh, um, yeah. <clears throat> And fortunately, wow, you're pretty big. 0.5%. Wow. <laughs> fortunately, this podcast, I don't think we're going to have to edit it. I think it should be live. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool.
Cool. So, um, what what are some guests that you'd like to have? Um, let me think. I did, um, well, I already had it, but I did one with, I don't know if you ever heard of the Westboro Baptist Church, those people that go around protesting funerals and stuff. I have heard about them, yeah. Yeah, I had them on it just because I kind of, I don't know, I was kind of curious what their whole mindset was and also wanted to kind of take them to task. So I enjoyed doing that one just to, you know, put them on the spot as it were. But um, other people, I'm trying to think. Um, you know, people that do crazy things, like there's this woman in Britain, she's this She's in her 60s, but she was the first ever woman who managed to swim across the channel from Britain to France. Oh, I've heard about her. Yeah, cool. You know, someone like her, you know, or, or you know, Richard Branson, just based not on his business career, but based on his crazy adventures that he's had, you know, trying to sail around the world and trying to fly around the world. So I'm interested to talk to people who've done interesting or crazy stuff, you know. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah, and you say you've had this for about a year, and you're already in the top half of a percent in the world. Yeah, That's I mean, amazing. Yeah. What do you What do you owe? What do you? Th- I gotta ask. What do you think the the secret is there? Um, I mean, I think that because I've done other kind of media work before, that um had other friends and contacts and stuff who were in the media as far as trying to get interviews and stuff like that and in academia. So it always kind of helps if you get people on that people listening to it want to hear from, you know, it's like, Oh, you got an interview with Uh, this astronaut, right? Let's tune into that, you know? Um, So I think that kind of helped. And then I tried to, I try to have a structure to it because it's kind of documentary style um, the way that I've done it. And so I've tried to have that consistent yeah. structure to it and get it out on time, make sure it's on all the different platforms and um, and so on and so forth. So it just kind of picked yeah. up pretty well. Yeah, my thing is like, like I tell people, I'm the only person that you need to worry about as far as an audience being fascinated and I'm already interested. Um, but yeah, my, my, that's my one thing is I don't re- put out podcasts on a regular schedule. Right. <laughs> like, like I'll put this one out pretty much immediately. Um, but you know, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, Whatever works, you know. I mean, honestly, like I said, I've been doing it regularly. I mean, sometimes it's kind of a pain in the ass, but um, you know, mm. I've I've kind of forced myself to to sort of stay on track. Yeah, but you know, everyone's got different lives and schedules and stuff going on, so you know, it's not always as easy. Anyway. Yep. Well, Dan, um, obviously uh, your podcast is called Fascinating People, Fascinating Places. Yep. Uh, Thank you. Uh, Is there anything 
else you want to tell the the good people? Um, no, just uh, you know, it was, it was good talking to you. I enjoyed the conversation. Thanks, interesting topic, and um, appreciate you inviting me on here. And um, send me over a link for your podcast when it's done too, so I can share it also. Oh, I'd love to do that. Uh, okay, folks. Well, like I always say, I'm having a good day, and I hope you are too. Um, wow. Okay. Uh, just hang on with me while this uh, thing downloads. Gotcha.